Welcome to Healthy Conversations. I am Jaime Perez. And I am Dr. Richard Chamberlain. Laredo Health is thrilled to be your guide on this incredible journey to discover the keys to a vibrant and fulfilling life. Together, we'll be exploring the details of physical, mental, and emotional health, unraveling the mysteries behind nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and so much more. Our mission is clear, to empower you with knowledge and tools you need to make informed decisions about your health. We'll be bringing you insightful discussions with experts in the field, sharing practical tips and strategies, and even busting some common health myths along the way. We're here to break down complex topics into easy to understand conversations, making health easy and accessible to all. Healthy Conversations will bring you to the doorstep of public health in Laredo and help showcase the efforts toward a healthier community. Get ready for engaging discussions, enlightening interviews, and a healthy dose of inspiration. We'll be diving deep into the science, sharing personal antidotes, and having a whole lot of fun along the way. So, be sure to follow us all over social media at Laredo Public Health. Be sure to stay in tune with all of our latest episodes, and we hope you enjoy your time with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Healthy Conversations with your Laredo Health Department. Here I am with Dr. Richard Chamberlain, um, Laredo Health Director, Dr. Julie Vassan, Area Health Education Executive Director and Suicide Committee Chair, and our new Public Information Specialist at Laredo Health, Ms. Deidre Hernandez. Dr. Vassan, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for the invitation. It's really a pleasure to be here in such great company because I know that public health is very, very important to all of us, and in particular, the topic that we're going to talk about. So I want to say thank you for the invitation, and I look forward to sharing some of the information we have with the audience. I'd also like to welcome Dr. Bassan to our Laredo Public Health HealthCast, and we do appreciate the time taken by Dr. Bassan to be here with us and to provide all the expertise that she has garnered over her um, career here in Laredo to share that with our listeners. And I know we're all very much excited about this. Yeah, and to chime in a little bit, um, today's topic is, is going to be about a very touchy subject that sometimes has, is surrounded by a lot of stigma, right? And this is why um, you, will be, you, you joined us today, which is awesome, and why we reached out to you, because you are our Suicide Prevention Committee Chair. And to, to start it off, what are some, some things that, that you think we need to scope on this issue? Well, the most important thing for me, um, you know, working on this specific initiative over, I guess, over a couple of years now, has been to uh, try to invite people to talk about it and to become aware of the resources available to help people during a crisis. Many people don't know what we have in our community. And then many people don't want to talk about it because they shy away from the fact that maybe they will need some kind of support as far as, far as uh, um, therapy, or maybe they need to see a doctor. But that's nothing to shy away from. On the contrary, uh, when we say, I need help, or I might need help, that's already a sign of somebody being strong and willing to do more for themselves. I thoroughly agree with that. It's really important at the foundation and the core of a community to understand the resources that are available for members of the community to take advantage of, especially in those moments of crisis. And just to provide a little bit of background on data, 
um, with us as the custodians of data at the Laredo Public Health Department in the Vital Statistics Office. I was able to bring up um, information going back for the past decade, um, 2013 to present date. And there's been quite a range of unfortunate um, deaths by suicide in our community that are as young as 14 and going up into our older adult population as old as 86. And I won't say as old, um, 86 years of age. Um, And with that also, a total of 157 um, um, deaths by suicide experienced with 85% of those being male. That is a significant um, difference um, and something that maybe we need to also delve into a little bit more as to why we might be experiencing more um, male um, deaths by suicide in our community. Um, And I I would like to... um, invite um, Dr. Bassan to um, share a little bit more about what she believes might be um, factors that contribute to um, the stigma and the, the, the inability for somebody to feel like they can ask for help. Right. Thank you so much, Dr. Chamberlain. And I'm glad that you touched on that because, first of all, we all have to be aware of our culture, our beliefs, our values, uh, who we are is determined many times by how we were raised, the values that were instilled in us. And for that reason, in the Hispanic culture, we have always been taught to um, not to share your emotions and not to say anything, to take it like a man. You know, those are things that we have heard. And so growing up listening to that, people have learned to keep their emotions to themselves and not reach out for help. Now, what we're trying to do is educate the community, the new generations and everyone, that it's okay to be in need of help. Uh, We're all here in the same place doing good things for one another, taking care of our families, but we cannot do a good job unless we know that we ourselves are well. So we want to change that myth and we want to say it's okay to not be okay and to reach out for help. And touching on the statistics that you mentioned, um, it is kind of scary to see that the male are the ones that are that we're losing mostly to suicide than the female. And of course, there's a lot of research that continues to be done. But in reality, we will never know the exact reasons. Um, however, looking at the different studies and what researchers have uh, shared with us, they say that the female have a source of giving that, um, getting the support from their peers, from their comadres, or maybe their sisters or neighbors and talking about the problem. So they have that outlet, whereas the male does not, and they hold it in and it becomes a crisis. And then they look for ways to get out of that crisis. I thoroughly agree with that. Um, seeing that disparity between male and female genders in our community and the and the culture aspect that you were sharing, I know within um, my family social circles, I remember um, male figures saying, los, hom- los hombres no lloren. And I want to clarify, males, men can cry. It is something com- 
It is something that is completely natural. Men can cry. And it's important for you to be in touch with those emotional parts of your human being because at the core, we are all humans. We do have emotions and it's important for them to know that sometimes we can't control all of our emotions. And when we are in those moments of uncontrollable emotion, that's when we do have to ask for help. And as Dr. Bassan said, within... um social circles you need to ask for that that extend that hand out um and let somebody know that you that you're not feeling okay because it's important for for you to put somebody on alert also and as a community member know that you can change the the course of somebody's action by just being an active listener you are so right when you say that and you know sometimes people need to work themselves up to be brave enough to ask for help because then they have fear that that person they share those thoughts or emotions with will go around and spread rumors or add to their story. So they feel unable to do that. Well, one of the things that the committee, the Suicide Awareness and Prevention Committee has really taken a big step forward to promote the 988. And that is a national resource available 24 hours a day, seven days a week in English and Spanish that is available at no cost, and people can call at any time. Um, if you don't have anyone that you can confide in or that you feel can keep your innermost worries or thoughts or feelings, call, text, or chat 988 at any time during the day or night. And I think that's a very valuable resource that our community really is taking advantage of, those that know about it, but we still have a lot of work to do as far as getting the people to know that it exists. Yeah, and especially breaking the stigma. I think, like you guys mentioned, our, our culture is very different. And tackling the stigma to, like Dr. C mentioned, um, hombres no lloran. Of course we do. Yes. Of, of course they do. And and we we need help. Sometimes we others might need it that more than others. And it's okay. It's okay to tell them that you are hurting or whatever the case may be. But... Now, going into a little bit on the listener side, right? What is your number one? I know you mentioned the crisis line. Is there anything else that you might want to tell the listener? Any other strategy that they can do if they don't want to pick up the phone? or If they don't want to pick up the phone, it's always a good idea just to pause. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that people can do when they feel they're going through a crisis or that they're at their end. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I can't find a way out of this problem. Or maybe they're not saying it, but they're thinking it. The most important thing is to take time out to really see what is it that's bringing them to that point in their life. Uh, what issue, what situation. Take time to themselves, meditate, um, do a little bit of exercise, pray, you know, get a, get in touch with your spiritual side. Um, sometimes finding that inner peace on your own can help to kind of sort out the different issues that you're dealing with. Um, and then after that, you probably say to yourself, oh, well, if I can just call and ask them about this one major crisis or this one major thing that is creating a crisis in my life, I can move forward. Um, we understand that people like you and I can come up with a crisis at any time. What a crisis is for me is different for you. Uh, and then people say, well, there's symptoms or signs that we can see on people that are thinking about suicide. 
No, you don't see them all the time because we have known of celebrities, people that are out there that were out there, unfortunately, um, and their job was to make us laugh. And they were always wearing a smile, always happy, always, you know, they had everything. They had money. They had everything that they could wish for to have a comfortable life. But they did not have the support system to reach out. They did not have that resource that we can say we have community services that we can go to. We have the 988. We have our support system. We have our colleagues. Um, so we cannot just go by the signs. We have to look at the whole person. And this is where promoting awareness events comes into play for our community. If, if you, you feel stigmatized and you, and you feel like you need help, you don't, you feel alone, you can always join our events. Um, I know September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, but it's not the only month, month where we want to raise awareness. This is a year-long um, issue. Day in and day out practice that needs to be um, observed, felt, shared in the community so that people know that those risk factors that may be associated with mental health um, conditions, substance abuse, or social isolation can be discussed and brought to the forefront of their personal health journey. As every day, um, it is a gift to get up, and we need to also take care of our physical health, our emotional health, and our mental health. Exactly. So whenever we're talking about somebody being healthy, Dr. Chamberlain, you hit it right on the cue. It's physical, mental, spiritual. You cannot have complete health without looking at all those three. And spiritual can mean whatever it means to you, you know, whatever higher power. Um, suicide, unfortunately, does not look at religion or anything else or economic status or age groups or um, where you came from, where you live. It exists. It's there. And people that contemplate it uh, really need help. And it's not just the people that are dealing with mental health. And I can share a very personal story that um, this close friend of mine years ago, beautiful human being, very happy, always very looking for ways to be, make people laugh, had a wonderful family. He was the sole supporter of his family, always worked two, three jobs to make ends meet. And... Um, it happened that he was diagnosed with an illness. He could no longer walk. Um, so that really hit home for him because he could not support his family anymore. And he felt like he was going to be a burden more than anything else. So he decided, um, you know, to end his life that way. Unfortunately, I wish that we always say, I wish that I had seen the sign, but you never see it. And he did not have mental issues. He left within a matter of two, three months. And so here's an example of how uh, the closest to us sometimes are in need of us just asking, are you okay? Those personal stories and testimonies are closer than we think. I mean, many of us um, know somebody within our immediate social circle that unfortunately has died by suicide or somebody with right within our eight degrees of separation. Um, and I can also share that within my social circle, uh, a childhood friend going through 
um, elementary school, middle school, high school, even after high school, working together um, at a local restaurant. And, you know, he started a family and it was beautiful to see him and his wife and his three children. And there was never any signs, never any signs. And one Wednesday morning, just we all, you know, woke up and got ready to go to work and he wasn't there that day. And that's where this also got very personal for me, just knowing how his three sons will always ask why. And as we always know, there's not ever a, a reason as to why. But what we can do is not ask why. What we can do is try to connect with as many individuals because that social aspect is so important for total health, for our well-being, as Dr. Bassan said, is that those social connections and just letting somebody be able to confide in you. And sometimes, as Dr. Bassan mentioned, which I think is a great point, some people are scared to share anything because you might go um, share that as a rumor or you know view them in a different light, that they're a weak individual. But that's where we all all have to do our part and be a person of integrity and make sure that when information is shared with you, that it remains with you. Um, not unless you know that it's a crisis moment and that individual is about to hurt themselves. That's where you do need to you know, make that call to emergency services to have intervention begin immediately for that individual. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that sometimes... Um, when we hear of somebody having issues or problems, you know, we might say, well, we all have issues or problems. Yes, but maybe this individual, the one problem that seems minimal to you, for them, it's a very huge problem, and it could make a difference between life and them not being with us. So we need to not be judgmental, not compare ourselves to anyone, because each one of us is uniquely created. And we all have different mechanisms to endure stress, to endure problems, to endure issues. And many of us have different ways to seek out information for services or for support or who to go to to talk to. Many people do not have that because of the fact that many of them are just running from one place to the other to try to make the bills for the month, to try to take the children to school, to try to do this. And it happens in all households, not just once in the North or the South, everyone, and this is a nationwide, and I call it an epidemic because that's what it is. It, it takes away lives that could be with us today. Agreed. And it goes back to exactly why we're here today. I know, as, as Jaime mentioned just a few moments ago, that we are within the month of suicide prevention awareness, and we are at the tail end of this month. But it's important for us to continue to advocate and share the information on prevention um, strategies that everybody can take part of. And most importantly, that the, you know, the role of your healthcare professional, the role of a teacher, educator, um, the role of a, a sister, a brother, a mother, a father is, is, is one that connects with an, every individual. I mean, there's so many, so many persons in, in, in our community, our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, our educators, our healthcare professionals, and just being able to break that stigma and start to ask simple little questions. You know, how is your day today? To a random person, you know, at, at, the, at the grocery store, you can just turn around and smile and say, I hope you've had a great day. 
And that little act of kindness can just be that glimpse of hope that that individual was looking for in the moment. And you've just given them the strength to continue. I totally agree. Um, there's been several instances where people have um, shared that because of that one individual unknown to them, a stranger, a total stranger, smiled at them or opened that door for them as they were entering the store, the HEB or Walmart or whatever place they were visiting, that gave them that ray of hope that there are good people or maybe that it is okay to give themselves another chance. It's not anything that it, that they're coming at the end. There is hope. There's people that care. And, you know, one of the things, Dr. Chamberlain, that I've always said, um, it's up to us to look around and see our coworkers. Um, and we should know when something is not right. And if you suddenly see that their patterns change, that if once upon a time they used to get together for coffee in the break room, now they're isolated, or now they're doing different things, or they're no longer taking pride in the way they look, or they're parking on a totally different side of the place, nobody knows where they park anymore. Those are big signs that maybe there's something going on that we can just sit down and ask them, not because we are mental health professionals, but because we are here sharing this space and we need to let them know that we care with a simple, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And you might be surprised what the person is ready to share with you. And then on that same token, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Don't feel like you have to solve their problems. The only thing that we're asking is for you to be aware of other people around you and to ask how they are. Once they share what they're feeling, there is help for you as well. If you don't know how to help someone right then at the moment, 988 is also for you. Uh, we had a call that um, at our AHIC office, a, a parent called that she was having um her daughter's friend was going through some issues. She didn't know how to help her, and she didn't want to tell the mother because of, you know, confidentiality. The young lady had confided in her, and what could she do because she didn't want to say the wrong thing? And I told her, I said, well, call 988. The counselors there will guide you. And guess what? They did. She called back and said, thank you for telling her that because um, they guided her, and she was able to provide the support this young lady needed without having to break her confidentiality. And that meant a lot. That is a wonderful story to share about the amazing resource that there's still, unfortunately, so many people who do not know that 988 exists. And I want to um, give um, Dr. Rasan a round of applause, and I hope we can drop some applause in on, on the feed um, for the work that she's done to bring 988 to the forefront, public-facing. Um, this this amazing resource um, has been shared via all um, utility bills in the past. There has been a, an amazing movement of many organizations and individuals that have gathered um, several times over the last year to continue to push out as far as possible to as many audiences, including you all as our listeners right now, how important it is to know about the 988 resource. As in the moment, there's many of us who might not know how to handle that complex um, crisis moment for somebody, but there are trained professionals that are at our fingertips 24 7, 365, to make sure that we can help 
decompress that situation, de-escalate that situation, and get that individual to the appropriate treatment in person, virtual, that may that will make that impact for them. Very true. And I just want to say that this has been a really an honor to um, be part of this movement, this initiative in our community, because we have a lot of people that, that are very caring and compassionate. And these are people from all walks of life. And I do want to say that um, the mayor proclaimed 2023 as Suicide Awareness and Prevention Year in Laredo, Texas. And uh, thanks to that kickoff back in March, we are continuing to touch every single circle from the Rotarians to the Mexican consulate, the visitors. Today, I had a presentation with them there. All the people that went to look for their passports and different services, I gave them the buttons, which we now have in Spanish, and I explained to them what that meant. And I wish you could have seen the look on their face. Some of them were like, what? You know, because again, we go back to it's okay to ask for help. Doesn't mean that you're weak. It means that you want to be stronger. And so because of that, many, many agencies in the community, individuals, professionals, and now students at the college and university level are helping us carry the message. And yes, we have great resources in our community, but sometimes those resources are not available at the time that we need that lifeline. And that's why 988 is important. And so, again, we're here to provide the support that the community needs as far as creating awareness and education and support. And I always tell people, if you don't know where to call or if you forget a number, just call our office and we'll refer you because we want to make sure that nobody gets um, out of this circle that it's a caring circle, right? Yeah, and, and to further add to that and maybe conclude to this um, podcast is I want to remind everyone that together we can make a significant impact. Just like Miss Dr. Julie Vassan mentioned, we have done so many partnerships, collaborations to raise awareness and remind everybody that we are not alone. And I just want to remind um, what you can do as the individual listener, because everyone can play a role in suicide prevention, regardless of their background or expertise. It's important for you to know that you can support those at risk, such as active listening, offering help, and connecting them to resources in the community, or as we were just discussing over this last session, to 988, that lifeline. Remember, your voice and actions can be a lifeline for someone in crisis. Let's save lives together. <laughs>